0: From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, Agents led by Son of Call Oh Game of Thrones, who's the next
1: to die? House of Cards is full of lies Supergirl just flew on by We're chillin', watchin' Netflix How much time's gone by We're talkin' TV From Suits to Supernatural Talkin'
0: TV Blacklist and the Rebels Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black True Detective at second crack The Walking Dead Get Into Geek, we're talking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, that is the uh, theme music of the show. We're back talking Season 5. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Captain Marvel of Get Into Geek himself, Matty Gibson. Well, hello. Hello, mate. See, we, we, you're never around when we want to talk DC TV and the Balantiverse, but i tell you what, we talk we'll about Marvel and pff, there you are in the room. Funny how that works, isn't know, it? Yeah, it's oh, a coincidence. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Huge. It's
1: almost like I've just got taste. And, <laughs> and I've got time for... You know, well, I are not say good TV, but decent TV.
0: Yeah, well, look, if you want to, uh, if you want to hear Matty's thoughts on DC TV, he did do a special pre this new season, which we're obviously fair into at the moment. We're about halfway through the uh, the new series of the four DC TV shows that we work, but pre that Maddie did a full wrap up of all four shows from last year. Wrap up, tear can, down, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We called it Maddie's rant that episode. <laughs> so you can check that out on the uh, podcasting channels. Uh, anywhere you uh, find our podcast, you can uh, catch that back a, a fair few down the list, but I'd say it's worth it Especially if you have Problems with those shows Yourself Or you're just a uh, Marvel fanboy Who hates DC You probably love it You'll thrive off it The weird thing
1: is I feel like you Ben and Terry Have the same issues I have But you still persist Yeah What's that phrase That they they use for? That happened in the real world That they use for Supergirl Nevertheless She persisted (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah, that was was the season opener title Yeah, that's that's you guys Nevertheless, you persist Well, I'll tell you what we persist about now Is talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I say persist because we have had to, as Australians Wait uh, three months for this to come around It's premiered in America on the I want to say the 1st of December But definitely early December, season 5 And the plan was over there Because they usually come back in like late September, early October Marvel and ABC went, no, 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 we've got something better for you. We're going to drop Inhumans on your ass and give you eight awesome episodes of Inhumans. Didn't quite go the way they Mm, planned. Not quite. Um, They sort of, you know, flushed and buried that away and they'll probably never, ever reference it again, Mm. unfortunately. Because it's, other than that, everything Marvel have done has been pretty, even if it's been mixed, it's not been as poorly received as what. In humans was, no, but anyway, that was torn to shreds. we finally get Agents of Shield three months after the states. And look, I love you, Channel Seven, for bringing it back. It is on Seven flicks, and we'll give you all the details if you are unaware that it is back on Australian TV. But unfortunately, while it premiered a double episode premiere in America in early December, Channel Seven are giving us one episode, single episode, and it's and it's literally
1: part. It's orientation parts one and two. Yeah. So it's like we only get half of the the opener. Yeah. Yet, I've noticed uh, Channel 11 here in Australia, as of uh, Monday night, are uh, replaying Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. One episode every Monday night at 8.30. Yet, they're playing two episodes for this first Monday night because Buffy's opening uh, episode was a two-parter. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, mate, seven flicks. Yeah. Like, you can afford that extra hour. That's to just what I give thought. Us, like, you know. Nothing
0: against seven flicks. I actually really love seven flicks because of the flicks that it plays in. They're like great action movies yeah, and stuff, stuff like that. Great TV. Obviously, this used to be, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. used to be on Channel 7. And then I think it did drop to 7 Mate at one point uh, a couple of seasons ago. And then thankfully. They persisted, and it is on Seven Flicks. So uh, obviously, it did go through a couple of uh, weeks hiatus over in the states. I was really hoping that Channel Seven would bring it on early enough that we could catch up and be like day and date, or even a week behind. Well, still a fair few weeks behind, but no, whatever. I we think will, will was, talk about uh, it.
1: Season uh, episode twelve, I want to say, just plays. Yeah, it in the is states. actually. Yeah, but I mean, but thankfully, we get James Corden Ellen the day after it appears <laughs> in uh, the US. So I, that's... I
0: do know how much you love James Corden. <sighs> <sighs>
1: We'll get that same day, but no, no Ancients of Shield. Yeah. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> well it is. If we're back, orientation, part one of two uh I, I don't know about you, Maddie. I there was so much for me to take in this episode. There is so much coming at you, there's so much going on. I guess because we're we're living with everything that's happening in this episode of the characters, we're finding out for the first time as well. Whereas I feel like this show, because of the world they live in and the sort of jobs that these characters have, they're sort of a little bit ahead of the viewer, like all this really weird shit that's going on. But as it does recap uh, at the start what happened at the end of season four they're suddenly in space who's put us here What? where exactly are we when are we come the end of the episode there was just so much going on Like I've, I usually fill out one page of my notebook with notes of any show I'm talking about, whether we're talking about uh, Stargate or now get into our Gate channel or our DC TV we've got one page per show this I nearly filled up two because I was just writing oh, stuff wow. down as it came at me just, there was mm. just I don't know I, I found there was a lot to, lot to take in here I, I did like it and I really wish they'd given us that part too because the way that it ends I'm like how how do you leave us there right? for a week? Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. But it no, is... I, I I dug it. I, I mean, I've always liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I've found it the last couple of years, it's it's probably the only show of any probably superhero TV show out there that has constantly gotten better with every season, I feel. It's yeah. getting more comfortable in its own shoes.
1: Yeah, I um, I always find they start really strong and then seem to peter a little bit. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how this sort of season matches up, whether it goes with that kind of... Um, Theme because this was a really strong episode. Mm. I particularly loved how everyone really reacted because they're all out of their comfort zone in this in this situation. Like you know, last season with the framework, which I'm kind of glad was done with. Yeah. That, that agents of Hydra thing kind of went a bit too long for me. Yeah. But it's like, well, Fitz from the start kind of knew everything about the framework, so he was never out of his element there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in this, everyone is out of the element, and I love how they all react really well, like really on point with their character. It's like Simmons is like, um, okay, let's apply the scientific method and let's, you know, let's just calmly figure out, get information, and create a hypothesis because she's a scientist. Yeah. Meanwhile, Max just like, let's just knock guys out and ask <laughs> let's questions. Like, it just hit stuff. Like, <laughs> Freak out and it's not he's like, it's not my job to ask questions, okay? I hit stuff and then I quit. That's yeah, what I do. Yeah. You know, and so everyone's really reacting spot on for their characters, I think. Even to the point where you know, Daisy shows up to save the day, because yeah. that's what Daisy does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she just rocks up and those like tremor powers of hers are just so multifaceted these
0: days. <laughs> the amount of control she's got is yeah. phenomenal. I I, know, I think I'm done with how much of a toll that power takes now. Like I think we've we've dealt with that now well, for a while. She doesn't what, have a bracelets, years? does she?
1: She doesn't have a gauntlets. anything? She seemed to just... They certainly don't
0: focus, because I feel like they focus on those gauntlets for seasons. It was like, oh, she has to wear these because it causes her pain. I'm like let's just get to the stage where she can just, you know, just use them. Yeah. You know, I feel like she, I, I actually looked at her a lot in this episode thinking about how she well, was in... Um, you're a red-blooded man, of course. Absolutely. She's a, she's a beautiful actress. But uh, a season one where she was this, you know, cocky, annoying hacker character that was out of her depth, out of her element to now where she's like a fully fledged member of this team. Like she, without mm. Colson, she would absolutely be leading this team, you know, yeah, yeah uh, for better or worse with her experience and credentials, like she's probably the best person to be leading them but um, well if you
1: took a snapshot from here in season one it's like well she's kind of the new ward yeah it's like you know may is always going to be May's never going to be a leader she doesn't yeah. she doesn't want it she doesn't crave that she's she's quite happy to be by not being the the focal point she can do what she does best yeah you know she's muscle you know she's what do they used to call her the cavalry yeah, very, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah so she's never gonna she's never gonna lead she's she's colson's sort of number two
0: yeah
1: um so yeah you really see daisy kind of Showing some real leadership And I guess that comes from Previous seasons having What do they call The Secret Avengers Or no, what, what was their name for them The oh, I forget, Secret what, Warriors Yeah Secret Warriors yeah. See, With her little team of Inhumans Yeah and That sort of stuff So she's definitely had some, A lot of Um Leadership experience, yeah, and I think that's really starting to come to the forefront.
0: Just talking before when you mentioned the the, uh, the framework, I did I did want to touch on it before we move on from that bit. That um, they I feel like they actually referenced it with a bit of a meta line where they said, oh, is there anywhere we could be part of the framework still?" And like, and all, like all the oh, characters they all no, 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 don't, don't talk about know. it. My head will explode if we talk about that again. I just I was pissing myself because like it wasn't. From whatever I read online, and even talking to you, you're like, I'm done with it. But it wasn't like, oh my God, this is the worst thing Marvel's ever done. It was just like, yeah, it was a good idea, but maybe for one or two episodes, move on. Not like the mm. second half of season four. Yeah. And it reminded me of, of all shows. It's another ABC show. Is that a tedious link? Hopefully enough. <laughs> but the show Revenge, um, they did something really weird in season two where there was a secret organization group that were like an American-based, you know, kind of like... Not terrorist unit, but they were out to do bad things for the greater good, blah, blah. They were called, like, The Initiative or something bullshit like that. And it was such a bullshit season. I mean, that show was whatever at best. But (laughs) come season three, someone said, oh, like, the days, you know, of The Initiative. And they go, oh, I'll, I'll be happy if we never, ever talk about that again. And they never mentioned it again. They basically wrote off Season 2 with that entire line because Season 3 pretty much picked up from where Season 1 left off. It was like Season 2 was a bad dream. And so they sort of referenced it to make fun of it and just push it to the side. And I felt like that's what that line did to to uh, the framework. It was like, yeah, we put in so much effort and so much time into that entire seasonal arc. And there was some good stuff with it and some cool concept ideas. But at, at the same time, it wasn't until the end where you go, oh, people that die in there, like the Matrix, will die on the outside. Because other than that, it was like... This is all fake. Now this is real. Yeah. Like what? I don't know. You hate that sort of stuff. If it doesn't have, have any, you know, real world um, uh, consequences, consequences, then why should I give a shit as a yeah. viewer? So yeah. I like this stuff, and I like that uh, as it goes on, you're realizing that uh, something really bad is going on. Yes, they're in space. It's like, well, they're trying to figure out who could have built this colony if it is a colony, which they realize that it is. Who could have maintained it? Who is running it? Where are we for this entire time? And I, I I'm just I keep going back to the end, but and I unfortunately I had it ruined for me, and I don't know where this is going to go this season post this episode because it's all I've seen, obviously. Uh, but how you see the Earth, and it's obviously based sometime in the future. Yeah. Because this show does share continuity with the MCU films. So you've got to assume that while Black Panther is still running around, Avengers Infinity War is about to happen, and this show would otherwise be set in the very now, post-Black Panther, post-Thor Ragnarok, pre-Avengers Infinity War, that it's, you know got to be set in the future, because otherwise those worlds are in different forms of existence. Yeah, um,
1: yeah that's right. And it's like, you know, the, the obelisk, it's like, well... You know, it can take us through space, so it's kind of like okay, maybe it can take us through time, but it's like it can't take us to another dimension, can it? Yeah,
0: yeah, like, yeah, come on, yeah. So, um, I mean, even from the start where they showed that agents of some description, you know, goes for oh, the, a swim, the bald guy, the bald I guy, was like
1: what the hell is this? Yeah, what am I, is this? Am I watching the right show? Yeah, like what is to it,
0: talking like a really cool talking head song? This bald mm. guy we've never seen before going for a swim in his pool that looked like it was the same house used in Breaking Bad, I'm not entirely sure, <laughs> uh, and then he goes and has a shower and takes off his human suit. Yeah, just throws off his skin suit and takes a shower. What the f was that? <laughs> I'm like, cool. Awesome. And then he it's okay, he's the one that was part of the team that took Colson at the end of season four. Mm. Never hear of those guys again, what they have to do with anything, and that seemingly alien creature that he was behind the uh the, the, the cloudy glass of the shower do seem different to the aliens that we meet through this episode which are the Cree which we have seen in yeah. agency Shield before that's not what Cree looked like this guy looked like a real skinny sort of I- I'm trying to yeah. you know I, more more of an ET than what a Cree was yeah, so he looked I, kind of long and lanky and yeah.
1: yeah it was it was very strange
0: and cuz I kept trying to think of uh, what cuz I haven't watched Guardians of the Galaxy the first one in so long what um uh, Ronan Ronan, yeah. yeah, Ronan is a Kree. Yeah, yeah, and so I was like, Kree. Does, does the Cree, you know, do they, their look match and they and they do obviously. It's more of a TV version, but otherwise, you know, yeah, these guys purposes.
1: looked kind of like to me. They're almost like a cross between Ronan and Yondu because Yondu is yeah, yeah, not yeah. a Cree. He's a centurion, centurion, mm. something like that. But he's just another. But it's like he's kind of these Cree have kind of like the scars and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been through some stuff, kind of like um, Yondu has. Yeah. But then they are they are Cree. Yeah. So. Yeah, but interesting to see sort of what they what they do with it, and that I don't know. Given that the Kree have been in in Agents of Shield before, mm. um, early on because they're like that's how they kind of brought um, the Inhumans into it. And- Inhumans and wasn't Coulson brought back to yeah. life with Kree blood and yep, all that sort yep. of stuff? But now that the MCU is heading towards Ms. Marvel, mm. who gets her powers from a Kree called Marvel, yeah, I'm interested to see how they mm. tie all this together. Now we're going to spend a lot more time with, uh, well, you'd assume a lot more time with Cree given that and it's also like Miss Marvel is going to be set in like the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm very interested to see how, how this is all going to sort of tie in.
0: Yeah, because I've, obviously, like we said before, we as Australian viewers are like 12 episodes or so behind America. So there's a lot of information on news sites that I go to daily, weekly, that have to do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm not reading anything mm. in depth because I don't want to be spoiled on certain things that are happening over the next three months while I watch it. But one article suggested that it, the title of it was something like agents of Shield is slowly building up to Captain Marvel, or it is paving the way, or whatever the gu- whatever the wording was. And I'm like, Oh great, so there's gonna be a lot more Cree and and what we know about Captain Marvel at this point is it's going to be the Cree, maybe scroll war going mm. on or something. But the Cree the are gonna be so prevalent. And and that's what I always liked about the first couple of seasons of Agents of Shield was how they tied in to the MCU. Uh, I I think a lot more crap is thrown their way about living off the MCU than what they really do. And like you said before their seasons usually start well and and end poorly. I think that's probably true for everything except their first season, where I kind of liked the first episode, but it wasn't like the big oomph, welcome to Marvel TV that I really wanted. But the second half of the season was great because it did lead up to, and then build off Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Like that moment in season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where it was set before the events of Winter Soldier or sort of in the middle of, of that movie, where you find out that Hydra, still exist and that Hydra mm. are part of this Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. team yeah, that, that was mind-blowing that
1: Ward is a, is a member of yeah. Hydra was like I did not see that coming no, a and mile it, away
0: and it was so well worked off the movie and then, and then uh, they didn't really do much with Thor Ragnarok they sort of cleaned up the mess in London that was about it but mm. leading into Age of Ultron uh, you know in that movie if you're just a, a movie viewer you know, whatever. The Avengers are back together. How? Why? I don't know. They're all broken up years before. I think that's one of the key questions the MCU has never answered is... Iron Man at the end of Iron Man Three gave up being Iron Man. You know, Thor took was out his, his arc reactor. Took out his arc reactor. Yeah, I'm giving up the suits. I don't have to be Iron Man to be Iron Man. You don't have to wear the suit to do that. You know, Captain America would gone rogue um, at the end of Winter Soldier. For all intents and purposes, Thor was living with uh, with Jane Foster. The Hulk, where's he gone? Like, is he in the wind? Whatever. Come Avengers of, uh, Age of Ultron, they're just all back together hunting down Hydra. Mm. What does what does Iron Man have to do with Hydra? But then you watch season. F- two, three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Coulson's the one feeding information to Nick Fury to pass out and disperse. And then when Nick Fury shows up at the end of Age of Ultron with a uh, helicarrier, you're like, where the f*** did this come from? Hydra were <laughs> blown up. They've taken out all the stuff. No, well, Coulson found that helicarrier. And like, it, Again, it's only for the TV audience. The movie audience doesn't need that information, but mm. it's kind of cool. So it, it'll be interesting, yeah, this time next year, once we've seen Captain Marvel, as to how much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Yes, it may be set in the future, but has been setting up that story and and giving even us TV audiences the background information of the Korean sort of shit mm. like that. So, and like this is all episode one. Like you know, <laughs> I don't know what I'd they're going to do for the next sort of twelve weeks or anything like that. But I feel like they're yeah. already giving us a lot of information. Yeah, tell you what, I feel bad for
1: like Colston's team. It's like if you think <laughs> about it, the whole last half of last season kind of only took place over what maybe a week at most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the in the uh, what was it? The framework. Framework. Yeah. And then they literally got to go and have dinner and eat some pie and then bang, they're in space. Yeah. And it's like they have literally haven't even had a day off. No. <laughs> like, no wonder why Mac wants to quit all the time. Yeah. Because he's just like, dude, like, really? Like, we don't get... Every other show gets a three-month hiatus. Yeah. We're like, bang, right back into it. Don't even get some time off. And so they're in space fighting for their lives against alien creatures just ripping them apart and stuff. And I'm just like... I'm to- I am get to the point where I'm like, I'm totally Mac. Like, yeah. Like, when Mac first came through, I was just like, who is? I don't really care about this character he doesn't have superpowers what is he doing but the more and more I go through this I'm just like I would react the same way he yeah, would absolutely
0: yeah Well, that, I know I mentioned a metal line before he also said this which I think works, uh, works to your point where'd that rock send us I don't have many details but I do know we're in space
1: yeah, that makes sense. So one thing we haven't done yet.
0: And I, was, I thought that was great, actually, because I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, you've, you've, you've had demons, you've had, you know, robots, you've had mutants, you know, you've had an evil Nazi organization, now you're in space. It's like, yeah, cool, it is something this show hasn't done before. So I like that they were referencing a little bit more outside of the show, you know, sort yeah. of talking to the audience a little bit.
1: A lot of jokes as well. I don't remember Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe just because we came off um, Agents of Hydra being yeah. so sort of serious and full on, but I don't remember it being this sort of quippy and, and mm. jokey before. There were so many. There was the um, like, I'm not, I'm not Inspector Gadget. Mm. I'm like just, and that was just. I was like, whoa, oh, they're, they're like back and forth here They're I
0: think a lot a of it too was the, the character's frustrations like talking about Mac and you saying that he's he's the you and and he's the guy that just punches things and asks questions later like when he knocked out that Virgil guy and, and he's still like unconscious later on Colson's like how hard did you hit him he goes as hard as I like, possibly could, that could. It, that's why it's called a punch and he sort of like and he's walks away like, got, like yeah. levels of punches or something like just know? that little bits where it wasn't like hey here's a funny line it was just those characters delivering that character's brand of humour yeah. and then he's like hanging land he's like like when
1: they're like, okay, we need to split up. And he's like, no, haven't you seen a horror movie before? That's yeah. when people die. And you know who dies first?
0: Yeah. He doesn't say <laughs> the black guy, but he just leaves it hanging there. Yeah.
1: And like, so what do we do? And then like cold cut to like them all just huddled together behind yeah. Daisy, yeah. walking down the corridor. And Colson's like, well, this is the coolest we've ever looked. Yeah. <laughs> I love that look- <laughs> <laughs> And then now is this... Was this shot before or after Inhumans, do you reckon? Uh, I'd say... The same time? Like before the reactions to Inhumans came out?
0: I'd say it was probably filmed... Well, it definitely would have been shot before Inhumans premiered, yeah. Because mm. I did notice there was that other little joke that Yo-Yo made where she goes, oh,
1: don't you guys have a space division called Spear or something? Yeah. Which is obviously... And he looks at her like that's the most ridiculous thing he's ever heard. Yeah. But then, of course, there's S.W.O.R.D., yeah. which is their space division. Um, and then she goes, "Oh, I could have sworn you guys had people hiding on the moon." Yeah, yeah. And I was, and like, an Inhuman saying that, I was like, "Oh,
0: let's see what you did there, guys." Yeah. And I reckon you had Inhumans been really well received, it's like, "Oh, there's the tie." Yeah, now it's, it's like, like hey. "Oh, sure, hush, hush, hush." No one yeah, wants to hear about think she that anymore. I any, any
1: more of those jokes.
0: I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, the guy Virgil I just spoke about. That's an Australian actor. That's uh, I don't know how to properly pronounce oh. his name. Dennis act Dennis um Ooh. he is in my, my brother Lincoln was in tomorrow and the war began he was Homer in tomorrow and the war began you're kidding that was Homer yeah I'm looking at him and I'm like God oh, that looks like Dennis because he had you know like a, 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 a some kind of wrap around his head at one point yeah, like he was wearing a horrible yeah and I'm like that looks a lot like Dennis he I'll had have a great, to
1: go back and watch go that. back and watch that was
0: that was Dennis I'm like wow well, he's gonna have like a supporting role in this series like, well, <laughs> it's taken by a Roach and I'm like okay he actually stabbed through the head like he had a, like a pretty like for this show yeah. that was a pretty graphic death um but yeah big shout out That's to uh a lot of Aussie's
1: cuz wasn't there a couple from last season that yeah. Lincoln had also worked with there well, was had the um, fireball mutant guy uh Axel Whitehead Axel Whitehead yeah
0: Lincoln, and Lincoln um, worked with him hadn't he Yeah
1: and then the guy who actually plays ironically enough the character named Lincoln Lincoln yeah
0: he'd worked with him as well yeah hadn't Luke he? Luke Mitchell yeah, uh, yeah, and he was um, he was in what seasons two and three or Daisy's great love. Yeah, you know, that was why she left Shield after after he died in the end of season three. Yeah, so yeah. there's been a couple of Aussies been popping up in the show. Oh, actually, really um, Daisy's mother. Um, that's
1: right. Um, Dietrich. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, it always
0: gets me, and I struggled when we spoke about seasons two and three. Yeah, because she Geek. was
1: in uh, Dietrich. Diechen... Oh, I've loved It's going to eat now. both of us up, aren't But I? yeah, because she was in Dollhouse. She was in another Joss Whedon show. She yeah. was in Dollhouse. And she
0: started on Neighbours, I yeah, believe. Started yeah, on so Neighbours, yeah. Good Aussie contingent on this That's show, really which is really cool, yeah. yeah. And I, I think, like, the amount of love that... Marvel Cinematic Universe films get and they, and they deserve it and while the TV show is obviously going to a much smaller audience it's like we should be really proud of like our Aussie actors are going over there we're all part of this MCU and stuff like that so yeah, yeah no I just uh, I was really excited to see him on this and then he got done within 10 minutes and then another yeah. great line uh, from Coulson where he's like does that guy ever get to finish his sentences? because <laughs> <laughs> Mac punched him then he got eaten by this roach so
1: there was a nice allusion as well to um, when Mac and Yo-Yo were sort of strung up mm. by, the, by the Cree and they're like blasting, like, freezing stuff at her. Yeah. Worried about, like... And and then she finally gets freed, and then she says, oh, I thought they were going to fall off, talking about her arms. Yeah. Well, that's an allusion to in the comics where she actually loses her arms. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like... For a second, I was like, oh, are they going to do it?
0: Are they actually going to do it? Yeah, um, and I but, was like, uh, "Oh, is this going to have a lot of weight to it? Is this going to have a great consequence? Because I mean, obviously, Coulson Mac cut his hand off at the end of season two, mm. and he just got a prosthetic, you know, uh, um, mechanical, you know, robot Mister Inspector Gadget arm. So, <laughs> are they going to do that to uh, to? Yo- what happened to Yo-Yo in the comics? So she lost uh, arms. She just and- got a couple of prosthetics. Yeah, well, I don't think
1: she had because there's one of my favorite uh, X Men characters, Hellion. He's a telekinetic. He actually gets his like arms chopped off like, in the middle of the forearm, and he gets like metallic ones, mm. same like Misty Knight in uh, Luke yeah, yeah, and yeah. that sort of stuff. But I'm fairly certain Yo-Yo uh, just gets some, um, just they just look like fills basically. They're just prosthetics yeah. just to to look, um, to so look normal. If yeah. this
0: is a movie, do you reckon she loses her hands because they can afford the CGI and, yeah, and whatever? <laughs> Whereas definitely. it's a TV, it's like we're just gonna pay homage this to is the like, fact that if this is Alien Resurrection. Like yeah, she's losing both
1: arms, <laughs> like without a doubt. And she's Her her power is to run fast. She doesn't need arms for that. No,
0: so I thought, I'm like, hey, it's, it'd be different if they did start from your feet. You know, you're hanging off the floor, then it'd she be a little different. She can run fast so. and then pick things up with her teeth. She'll be fine. Now, I don't think I've ever really thought too much about how... Limiting her power is until this episode where they're like, "Oh, you could just run away," and she's like, "Yeah, but I always have to come back to where I am." And I'm like, mm. "Who are the creator of this character? This is the dumbest power in a way. Like, you're the Flash, you're Quicksilver, you get to run super speed, but it's like, well, then you just you once you get to where you, to where you what, are. does. Does she have a limit, or does it like? I want to get to this place. I want to get to point B, and once you get there, your mind goes, "Whoa, I've got to take you back there." Like, I don't know how it works, but in this episode where she got caught because she knew in the moment, if I run away and just ended it back here anyway, I could just I'll just bounce all day if I'm trying to get back to them uh, away from them so it's such a limiting sort of power but at the Mm. same time I think yeah, if it was like no power or have that power I'd probably still choose to have it
1: yeah it's like I kind of wish they'd actually kept um, the inhuman like the fourth inhuman so there was there's Daisy Lincoln Yo-Yo and then that other guy that could like Manipulate metals and stuff like that Whereas like he, Remember when you first meet him He t- leans on a car and it melts Oh yeah 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 And then he comes back later on And he's learned how to like Construct things out of That's metal That's right and stuff like yeah that. yeah It's like I kind of wish They'd kept him around As the,
0: the other inhuman To yep. work with Daisy Yeah I thought he was They were really setting him up To, to stick around Because he was mm. Was he a gay character as well? I want to oh, say that yeah, he, he referenced right. having a boyfriend yeah, or a husband, that's right. and I thought, oh, okay, and this. So they're introducing and was, a new character. He was Spanish as well. He was like Dominican. Or yeah. Something like that. Same, so same I'm same like, as oh, as you know, they're gonna not that I'm never going to accuse these shows of just wanting to tick off a certain quota of minority groups or anything, <laughs> but I thought this that would be away from the uh, that that would that was why that character was written as yeah. a gay character, and I feel because like his introduction they wanted to have that on the show
1: more. Uh, there was more gravitas mm. to his introduction in the first episode than there was to when, It's like, and Yo-Yo came along. Yeah. It was kind of like the way they introduced her. Mm. So, um, but I think what it comes down to is I think his power and Daisy's power are maybe too similar. Yeah, in in what da- in the way that they can do with with Quake Watch sh- what she does, I feel like maybe they there'd just been too much of a double up. Yeah, power wise. So I think it's you know it's the same way of what Joss Whedon said about um, Avengers two. It's mm. like. The reason he wanted like Quicksilver and, and Scarlet Witch is because everyone else kind of just has punchy powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he wanted something different, like to to sort of you know throw other powers into the into the mix. So I guess out of those four, Yo Yo has the most diverse power compared to the other three. Yeah. So I, I get and cheaper cheaper than Lincoln's electricity and stuff like that. I suppose. Yeah. So, from a budget point of view.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, with mm-hmm. the other or the only missing link of this entire episode, because they say at the start, you when know, that bald guy, alien suit wearing guy comes out and says, Oh, yeah, we've left one there. He's not on the list. And obviously, we for the st- next like five minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing a checklist. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's May. There's Mac. There's your. Oh, there's no Daisy yet. Oh, yeah. okay, where's Daisy?
1: Where's Daisy? And, and I
0: feel like almost before we really found out, the characters sort of told you, they're like, Oh, I've noticed Fitz isn't here or something or, or whatever. Or oh, he, was, you know, he wasn't he was in the room. Daisy said, you know, I was the last to go through and he wasn't in the uh, in the room with the uh, obelisk or whatever. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously at the end, Mac realizes what's going on to a point when he finds that postcard and on the back it has Fitz saying, I'm working on it. Now I don't know if that's a reference. I don't know. Maybe that's a postcard from somewhere else in season four, or is it something that he is has he left somewhere, knowing that it will end up in the future that they've arrived at? You know, some kind of some kind of doc. You know, Doc and Marty sort of gear from Back to the Future too. You know, like he's put it somewhere knowing they would find it. But then it's sort of real heartbreaking because the world's destroyed. This thing's really old. I mean, we could be 100 years in the future and we could be 1,000 years in the future. I don't know. But, um, yeah, why would they leave Fitz, do you think? Is it just for plot because we need someone to help get them back? Or Yeah, I'm interested to see whether
1: they do uh, one of my favorite cartoons, which is uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, which does its own take on the Days of Future Past storyline. They actually, it, it takes place in, in two in two time spots. So mm. it's like it takes place in the present, but also takes present in the future. So I'm wondering if maybe, yeah, oh, they've left yeah, fits yeah. In, in the um, in the past to maybe help us as an audience catch up to what happened, yeah, to find out who that bald guy is, maybe. But yeah, that we see the Earth blown up. So it's like, well, how does. How, I don't know. Like, yeah. how does, how is how are they going to include it? I freaked out. I was like, oh god, they've gotten rid of Fitz. Like, uh. he's had enough. It's fifth season. He's like, I'm out. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh no, he's still in the opening credits. But I'm like, but you can't trust anything with a Whedon name on that. So, yeah. I'm just like, I don't Actually, know. Well, on that,
0: like, I know that obviously Jed Whedon and Melissa Tankerone is that here properly? probably? Darren? Yeah. Tank- I don't Something know. Something like with that? It's- um, Joss's yeah. sister in law. Yeah. Obviously those two uh and He was Joss. also
1: in um, Dollhouse with um Oh Ditchie. really? Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. It was obviously those three uh, you know, created the show those two obviously very much the um, executive producers behind it, and those two uh, wrote this episode, so they're still very much behind it. And I think that's why, where you know, it's one of the stronger episodes of Agents of Shield when the two creators are the ones mm. you know dictating terms in this episode. So we'll find out with Fitz. Unfortunately, I know we mentioned before about uh, you know certain characters that have no luck. Fitz and Simmons. It's not so much a case of will they, or won't they? It's can they or can't they? Because whenever they get back together, they, like Fitz like... says, they're cursed. You know, yeah. like they have no luck in the world. So hopefully, we'll get some kind of indication orientation part two you've got to think if we got all this in part one part two will deliver maybe the opposite you know information that we got this time and maybe we'll see some fits so it's back seven flicks on Tuesday night here in Australia depending on uh, daylight savings and things it's different times check your local guides, as they say in the meantime you can check out all of our Get Into uh, Geek work on our podcast just search Get Into Geek depending on how you're listening to us now you can find us on the socials Facebook, Twitter and Instagram search Get Into Geek and uh, myself Mitch Under. Lewis Twitter and Instagram Maddie, where are you
1: At uh, High Pitch on Instagram
0: And uh, we did mention Stargate And our side project Get Into Gates That is a uh, separate podcast channel If you like Stargate SG1 If you like sci-fi shows Obviously it's back at the moment There's a yeah, brand new streaming show part of the Stargate like canon at the moment, whatever, whether you like it or you didn't like it or you didn't like it or you didn't like it, <laughs> uh, you can come and join us as we break it all down, so uh, search Get Into Gates around. as well. We did tear it down uh, in <laughs> our review. You can check that out. But until then, we'll see you back next week for more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. talk for Episode 2 Orientation Part 2 for more Get Into Geek. Get into